I'm Patricia Renee, and you're now tuning in to Tidal Wave, a safe haven created for all women to self-reflect, evaluate, and to walk their authentic path to becoming the best version of themselves. Let's get it. Hey ladies, and welcome back to Tidal Wave. And if you're new here, then welcome to your very first episode. Today, I want to talk more about narcissism. My narcissistic episode is actually one of my highest listened to episodes, and I don't talk about narcissistic abuse enough on my podcast, only because it's a topic I don't want to say I shy away from, but it's just very sensitive and it hits home, so it's not something that I like to talk about often, but Today, I want to showcase some of my coping mechanisms that I used in order to heal from my narcissistic situation. I won't say that I was in love with my narcissist. It wasn't a very long-lived relationship. It was very short. And I understand for a lot of people, y'all are married to narcissists. Your child's father may be a narcissist. This is probably a situation that you can't easily escape or easily get out of. This may be years of narcissistic abuse. For me, it just wasn't. It was, again, very short-lived. So I'm very thankful for that. It definitely took a toll on my mental health. It affected me a lot. I had a lot of down days, for sure, for sure. Mike, <laughs> I would say I struggled a lot with, I don't want to say PTSD, but if I'm using the tech textbook definition of what PTSD is, then I definitely did exhibit some signs of PTSD. It was very hard for me to escape just those thoughts. You know, I had a lot of obsessive thoughts about what I had experienced. I not only lived them when I was up, I also dreamed about them. It was very hard. I think I relived a lot of my situations over and over and over again like every single day, I became very depressed. I was very to myself. Even though I could be around others, I was very high functioning. I still went to class. I was still, you know, living my day-to-day life. I think it wasn't until I was by myself that I was just not good. I wasn't okay. This was a time period where my skin was breaking out a lot. I was gaining a lot of weight. I was very insecure. I wasn't happy within myself. My confidence was very low. My self-esteem was very low. I felt very unworthy. And it took me a lot of time to really become the person I am today and to rebuild myself and in a way rebrand myself and just to learn about myself and self-reflect and understand what it took for me to be in that situation. Because I think a lot of times when we enter like I guess not even enter when we leave a narcissistic relationship, we look back on that on that person and we're able to understand how that person was bad. But I think we also have to recognize how we were bad to ourselves and how we kind of felt ourselves like we kind of I don't know. I don't want to say this in a mean way, but basically narcissists look for a certain type of people. They look for people who are easy targets and mainly people who are empaths, people who they can really prey on, people who they can manipulate. And I think before I entered my relationship with my narcissist, 
I believed myself to be someone who was extremely confident. I thought I had very high self-esteem. I thought I knew my worth. Like I thought I knew all these things about myself, but really I wasn't. And I think I used a lot of people and a lot of things to fill voids within myself. And after leaving my narcissistic relationship, I had to reparent myself. You know, I couldn't go and fix my physical relationship with my father. But if I'm being honest, I entered this relationship because I had a lot of daddy issues, because I had a lot of issues within myself, because I had very low self-esteem, you know, makeup, clothes, outings, going out because other people call you beautiful. That doesn't mean you truly believe it, you know, just because you get a certain amount of likes on your pictures doesn't mean you truly believe that you're a confident, beautiful person. I think sometimes we can use outside sources of validation to make ourselves feel good about ourselves, but it's not until we sit down and we truly speak out loud to ourselves and admit, you know, I don't think that I'm, you know, beautiful all the time, or I'm not very confident in my appearance. I'm not very confident in my abilities and kind of fixing those things within ourselves and understanding why do we feel those ways about ourselves? Who are we necessarily looking for to validate us? And for me, I think it was like my father and having those daddy issues. And I had to really reparent myself in order to just be whole within myself so that I'm not looking for external people to come into my life and make me feel special. And I think that's the reason I ended up in a narcissistic relationship. So I do want to backtrack and not say that you're a bad person in particular because you entered a narcissistic relationship, but maybe there's deep-rooted issues within yourself that you need to self-reflect on and evaluate and maybe start journaling or going to counseling so that you're able to better understand yourselves. And also, there's no, you know secret that I became very obsessed with helping women heal and starting a podcast and kind of showcasing a lot of things that I went through. I think that was one of my biggest coping mechanisms that a lot of people may not know, just being able to say things out loud and admit things out loud and be like me too. And just having these conversations started so that women are able to heal themselves. And I feel like I kind of had to take a step back, which is why I'm not very consistent with podcasts, if I'm being honest, because I was watching an episode of Ayana Fix My Life, and she kind of explained, who would you be without your pain and never let your pain become your purpose? And I think for a minute, my pain was definitely becoming my purpose, and I was consuming all this pain trying to, you know, make sense of it all and in a way help other women heal and just spread light on a lot of different things. And so I definitely had to take a step back from that, but I'm not going to lie. Podcast was definitely one of my forms of, I guess, coping mechanisms. I became very into psychology. I started to obsess over narcissistic abuse and watching videos of narcissists and what their um, personalities kind of look like and all the different types of narcissism and kind of looking at the characteristics that they have. And I just became kind of obsessed with that. And I kind of had to take a step back from that because that kind of like consumed my brain. And I felt like it became very hard for me to date in general because I would sit at a dinner table with a man wondering, you know, do they check these check boxes of being a narcissist? And just not even trusting myself. So I felt like I had to do all of these things. So I feel like one of those things I need to mention, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place right now. But one thing that I need to mention is that 
you have to learn to trust yourself again. I feel like for a minute, I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my own judgment. I didn't trust my own perception. I didn't trust my ability to date the right men. And so I just had to be a lot more kinder to myself and understand that just because I entered this one bad situation doesn't mean that I'm going to keep on putting myself in the same cycle. Just being able to, again, relearn myself, reparent myself and understand myself a lot better. Some other forms of coping mechanisms that I use is working out, being more active in general, not laying in bed all day, which that does take some time, like just being able to show up for yourself again and regain your old confidence that you had, or even just regaining a new sense of confidence and a new sense of self in showing up for myself every day, making myself breakfast, finding a routine. Because I think after my relationship, I definitely got out of being a routine-based person. And I know routines aren't always good, you know, Sometimes there's, it's good to, you know, put a spin on your routine and do something new so that you don't get bored. But I think that when you experience a high level of trauma, you're just trying to find a sense of normal again. And I think for me, it was just locking down on a routine, becoming more active, pushing myself to get out of bed every day, make myself a healthy breakfast or, you know, finding some balance of grieving, but also waking up so that I can get the things that I need to get done and just Find something to fall in love with. And for me, that was physical activity. For you, it may be painting. It could be drawing, poetry, creating YouTube videos, finding a form of art that you can just fall in love with. Because to be honest, the only thing that is going to help you is time. I think time truly heals everything. And as corny and as cliche that it sounds, I think overall what really helped me heal from my narcissistic abuse was just time time in finding new things to better myself with and learning myself and attending therapy, attending counseling. Yeah, all of that combined made me the person that I am today. And I can say that I'm forgiven of the situation and I understand the situation. And as much as it still hurts, I no longer dwell over the past and things that I can't change. I just encourage you all to just be patient with yourself, be kind to yourself, and just find ways to continue to show up as the best version of yourself. Until next time, bye!